Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. I'm talking about how to hear God's voice. This is my third week of trying to get this message out to you. And so I will start. So let's just pray. Father, thank you for your goodness and for your kindness and mercy. You're such a good dad. Such a good dad. And I just, I felt like I saw the Lord just embracing people this morning. I felt like I saw, like we were talking about come to the altar, his arms are open wide. I I just felt like people were, were running to the Father's arms. And the Father was embracing you. And he's going to embrace you. He'll embrace you when you're muddy, dirty. He'll embrace you in your weakness. He'll embrace you in your mess. Because he's a good dad. He's a good dad. And I just want to say to you, just be free in the Father's love. Just experience the Father's love. His arms are open wide. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I felt like the Lord had been wanting to kind of break in the last couple weeks and just talk about, um, you know, like, teach him how how to hear my voice. And I know that a lot of you hear from the Lord. I want to lay out in 15 or 20 minutes 12 ways of hearing from God. You believe in miracles. Some of you laughed. You can say you believe in miracles. No connection to me whatsoever. You believe in miracles. Amen. This house believes in miracles. Um, I remember years ago, <clears throat> I was sitting around a table. Uh, it was actually a, it was actually a, a, a meeting with staff. And... Um, we had a senior pastor there and so associate pastors, kind of like your traditional mix. And I sat there and the, the senior, one of the senior pastors, we were talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. And the senior pastor went ahead. There was probably 15 people in the room, 20 people in the room, and said, can anyone actually hear the voice of God? We're talking about a senior pastor who has been pastoring for over 30 years. And he challenges other pastors around the table with that question. Can one really hear the voice of God? Now, the quiet, reserved person that I am, I said, certainly people can hear the voice of God. And he goes, how do you know? And I said, I just talked to him this morning. It's just out of this personal encounter. But what, what I think what kind of rocked my world for a moment is that can we possibly have people who are serving in ministry and still not be confident in really knowing the voice of the Lord? And I'm here now, this afternoon, to tell you that yes, not only 
Our pastor is able to hear the voice. They better hear the voice of God, right? They're leading people. Evangelists fivefold. But everybody has access to the very throne of God because the veil has been torn in two. Jesus has died on the cross and he's given us access to the Father. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And God, like I shared last week, God has wired you in such a divine, miraculous way that he has given you and I the capacity to actually talk with him. Isn't that amazing? That's not going to work out for the Hindu. That's not going to work for the person involved in Islam. That's not going to work for any other religion in the world because that's all about striving to appease a God they don't know really exists. They just hope they make it. I'm talking about a personal, relational, intimate conversation and encounter with the living God 24 Seven. What I'm not talking about is a sense of this is the clergy and this is the laity. I'm not talking about the man who hears from God and the people don't. I'm talking about we might have different roles and different functions in the kingdom but you have access to the same heavenly father as I do. That means, yes, it's good to come, it's good to gather as the ecclesia, it's good to have the corporate gathering, it's good for all those kinds of things, but my heart would be, my heart would be overflowing with this daily encounter with God for you each and every moment. It's not reserved for those who have the prophetic gift. It's not reserved for those who have the prophetic office. Well, I really don't hear from the Lord. So, And God uses the gifts to bring confirmation. God uses the prophet to kind of even bring direction. Those kinds of things. But listen, friend, you have the same access as they do to your heavenly father. Wow. We just got to get in the frequency. I mean, sometimes... You know, like, I know radio's kind of fading. I mean, I like radio. <clears throat> I'm older. But God, I mean, there's a frequency in heaven that we can dial into. I think, personally, God's into every frequency. I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking, that's going to wreck my whole illustration. Because I was like, God's, you know, God's frequency is here. you got to dial in. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, no, I'm into all the frequencies. Just look for me. I like that. What do you mean? That means that when you're at work, you can, he's there. That means when you're in your car, he's there. That means when you're at Costco, he's there. That means when you're, you know, taking, changing a dirty diaper, he's, you know, he's there. He's there. He's with you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to have fellowship with you. That's a churchy thing. He's, he wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to connect with you. 
nonstop. You know, lately, the last two years, I don't mean to say this to, like, for any, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm just sharing you my personal journey. It's kind of like God is talking to me like, like 100 miles an hour. I mean, I cannot keep up with what he's saying to me. And that's a great place to be in. So the first thing when we talk about hearing God's voice, I forgot to talk about this, Caitlin, that's okay. But that's the manual that you'll get at the conference. And you, if you've been around long enough, you, you're going to see me do this illustration. It's super simple. I think after being in pastoral ministry 30, 30-something 30 years, the, one of the number one things that people still struggle with is how do I, how do I know what God's saying? How do I read my Bible? How do, I mean, we're talking about you're just getting, you should, we should be at a place where we swung, the balls hit, and we're out of the batter's box and we're around the bases. Yes, yes. But if we're, not, if we're not even understanding how to read the word, then I feel like we're, we're reaching first base. And we're stuck. I just want to encourage you that, that when it comes down to hearing the voice of God, it's as simple as this. Well, I, I, I've had a drought. I don't, I don't hear the voice of God. Well, do this. So God is talking. God isn't. God is talking. God isn't. God is talking. God isn't. He's still talking, technically. But you know what I'm saying, for the sake of an illustration. So when we're not, when we're passing up our Bible to get to our, to get to our video game controller, or when we're passing up our Bible to get to wherever else then what we're doing is we're going to be faced with a drought in our spirit because we're not breaking the word open so the Holy Spirit can take the, page, the words off the page and breathe life into us. I mean, we need to be men and women, teenagers of the word. We need to know how to, well, I don't know how to read the word. There are so many resources for you to, to, turn, to figure out how to read the word. Just go up on Amazon. How do I, how do I understand the Bible? You'll probably have 15,000 books. And then you can look at all the ratings and figure it out. Or talk to a friend. Like, where do I start? How do I, how do I begin reading the word? The first thing that God, the first way we hear God's voice, for me personally, and I think for all of us, his voice is found in his word. Well, how often should I read the word? As much as you can. Where do I start? Start with the words in red. If you don't have a Bible with the words in red, just start with the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When I was 16 years old, I, had, I didn't even know what the, I, I didn't even know Matthew. Someone said, yeah, the, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Who are they? 
I thought Job was Job. I mean, I thought I, I, I couldn't pronounce, you know what I'm saying. But this, this morning, I just, I just opened up the word. I don't know if you guys can feel the same way. I, I don't know. I don't know how to convey this. I just opened up the word, and I began reading, and I was reading. I just thought, I'm going to start, I'm going to start reading the Christmas story and just begin to put my eyes on it again. And I went to Matthew chapter 2, and I'm just being blown away. And I'm reading about Joseph. I mean, the Holy Spirit wants to communicate off the pages of the Word. The Bible is not a dry book. It's anointed by the Spirit when he takes the things that you are reading and lifts them off the page for you. I'm not talking about being a scribe or a Pharisee. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about reading the word to bring life to your spirit. Let the word of God be the number one. I mean, oh, uh, I'm going to go on dangerous ground. So the first thing we do in terms of hearing the voice of God, I felt like I need to get to my notes in five minutes. Number two. The second way God speaks to us and the third way are visions and dreams. Visions are from, from God are heavenly scenes supernaturally imposed on the eyes and the mind while one is awake. A dream is a series of images and ideas that occurred during sleep. When I was reading Matthew chapter 2 this morning, man, Joseph had two dreams. Bam, bam. And then the Magi had a dream. Remember? In a dream, the Lord appeared and said, don't go back this way, go that way. And we're talking about these guys being unregenerated, don't know Jesus, you know, like not connected to God. We don't know who the Magi were. They're astrologers. People have all kinds of ideas who the, who the Magi were, different interpretations. I'm just saying that they weren't ones prone to seeing dreams from God. So God speaks to us through visions and through dreams. Acts chapter 2, right? I will pour out my spirit in the last days, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will experience dreams. I want to see visions too, you know. I might be older, but dude. The fourth way God, I'm already on number four. The fourth way God speaks to us is what I call mental images. It's John 148. Remember Nathaniel? Everyone say Nathaniel, just kind of keeping you in on this. Nathaniel was stunned and said, this is when Jesus appeared to him. He says, but you've never met me. How do you know anything about me? And Jesus answered, Nathaniel, right before Philip came to you, I saw you sitting under the shade of a fig tree. So Jesus has a mental image of Nathaniel sitting under a fig tree, and he uses that as a, as a means of communicating Nathaniel's destiny in the sense of he was shocked that Jesus even saw him. So the Lord can communicate to us through mental images. So mental images are images that occur in the mind while you're awake. 
mental images. This is how a lot of how the Lord speaks to me. The Lord speaks to me often through mental images. I don't know about you. How many people you see these snapshots? You know, God's first language is not English. I think God's first language isn't even a language. I think it's pictures. There are snapshots from God that are often come that often come without warning or even forethought. They just kind of flash. You know that the Lord is speaking all the time. If we can just lean into his voice. If people come to you and say Christianity well, no, oh, I have Following Jesus is, well, Christianity is, is boring. First of all, they don't understand Christianity. Second of all, it's not God's fault. If, if, if I'm bored with my walk with God, it's not his fault. It's my fault. You guys okay? The fifth way God speaks to us is the audible voice of the Lord. Now, I have never heard the audible voice of the Lord. Now, every once in a while, Wendy will tell me something. Oh, man. Acts chapter 9, 3 through 7. But I've never, I've, you know, people talk to me about hearing the audible voice of the Lord. They hear it all the time. I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, I've never had like when, you know, the Lord was, he got water, he got baptized in water by John, right? John the Baptist and boom, this booming voice. This is my son who I'm well pleased. I mean, big booming voice. Has anyone actually, you've heard the, you can be, you can be, this is not, you can be totally arrogant. Put your hand up. Yeah, man, I totally like, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you heard the audible voice of the Lord? Put your hand up. Wow. You guys should just all pray for me after service. Number six, there's the still small voice, 1 Kings 19. Remember the story of Elijah when he's at the mountain? And, you know, we have all this thunder, all this noise, and then the Lord appeared to him in a gentle whisper. Sometimes the Lord will give us pictures. Sometimes the Lord, usually it's kind of rare for the Lord to give an audible voice that was, that's no denying it. Sometimes that, that's associated with a calling or a specific direction. Um, but most times the Lord comes to me through a still small voice. He comes to me with a whisper. Now for me personally, um, the best time to, for the Lord to talk to me is when I'm at rest. I cannot hear the Lord real well when I'm stressed. Does that make sense? So I think that's, there's, something, there's some connection with Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 saying, you know, don't worry. Don't be filled with anxiety. He says, he's, he's, he's talking often about the peace of God, walking in the rest of God. Why? Because when I rest, I hear him best. Now, rest, movement, and rest to me are two different things. I could still be moving and be at rest, if you know what I'm talking about. I could still be on doing life and still my spirit's at rest. And I hear the voice of God. But as soon as anxiety comes in and stress comes in, that usually comes, comes to a, there's usually a foundation of fear or something connected to it that actually is driving the anxiety. 
So when I feel anxious, that's when I go to the Father. I don't let anxiety consume me. I don't let, I don't let stress consume me. Like there, we live with stress, but sometimes we're so overwhelmed with stress, we can't hear anything but the voice of whatever's driving the stress. So it's best to live, let the inner man be at a place of peace and rest so there's a clear channel between heaven and earth. That's why we, re, that's why we have to, when, when the anxiety comes our way and we all tend to worry and we can't say that worry is something that's really good because, anyway, for a lot of reasons, it's not. So when I get struck with that, anxiety comes, that's my, that's my signal to pray. Does that make sense? I mean, it's a signal to pray. It's not a choice to live with the anxiety. It's a choice to go to the Father and talk to him about what I'm feeling. And the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding comes. Then I hear the voice of the Lord. Hey, you guys are, you guys. Number seven. Another way the Lord talks to us is through the angelic. Now, angels. Someone said, what's that? Angels. Luke chapter two, verse 10. You know, I mean, it's all through scripture. I'll just use Luke 2. But the angel reassured them, saying, don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news since it's Christmas, the most joyous news of the world has ever heard, and it's for everyone. Angels are divine carriers sent to us from heaven to instruct and inform us. Now, personally, I don't think I ever saw an angel. Now, I married my wife. I don't know why I'm stuck on that today, but I, come on, all the, all the ladies, we watched a Hallmark movie last night. Well, it was kind of Hallmarky. They kissed at the end of it. That's a Hallmark movie, right? And Wendy's not going to watch anything, any movie that has a minor chord in, in, the, in it. Anything suspenseful. She's hard speaking, praying in tongues. Hallmark predictable. And she loves it. She knows how it's going to start and she knows how it's going to end. She knows there's going to, they're going to meet. There's going to be a little bit of whatever. Just, you know, like they're not understanding each other. And then they're going to kiss and the movie's over. So when she's gone, then I put on my movies. The planet's ready to go, be destroyed, you know, like. Angels. Angels. But we have, we've, we have heard testimonies over and over and over again. There are angels in this room. I've had people tell me, like, PG, when you were preaching, there was two huge angels on one side of you and the other. I'm like, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see these dudes. Like, they would, you know, they tell me, the prophetic, you know, like, they would tell me, like, they're like 
10 feet tall. They're you know, brass this and wings like that. And I'm like, I would love to see one of those angels one of these days. When we had Alan Hood here years ago, he said there's a prophetic angel. There's a, no, there's an angel of revelation that's in this place. What does that mean? That means that when you come into this room, God opens things up supernaturally. I've, heard, I've been told there's angels over here, angels over there, angels in the foyer. I mean, angels everywhere. And then we start, I do see feathers. And that's weird. I mean, yesterday we were, we were decorating for Christmas. She was. Hey, I put three bags of stuff on the tree the night before while I was watching the Warrior game. Why am I doing that today? And I look on my iPad cover. You know that we have like a little in, you know, little end table thing right there with the lamp. There's just like huge white feather sitting right on it. I'm like, she planted that feather there. So I asked her, I said, huh, look at this white feather. She's putting, you know, we have decorations and then there's a tree somewhere. You know, we have ornaments, but there's a tree somewhere in the ornaments. She collects everything. We go to, we go to, I was going to say Philippians, Philippines, and there she, she's going to buy this ornament. It's going to be a key. She's going to put something on it, put it on the tree. So we probably have thousands of ornaments, and you see little branches of green coming out. That's the tree, actually. So anyway, there's this white feather sitting there. And I said, honey, look at this feather. Like, I'm looking around. We don't have any feather pillows anywhere. It just kind of just. I'm like, Lord, why can't I see the whole thing? <laughs> that would be so awesome. But I see feathers here and I see feathers flo- floating or all this. Remember that whole thing? That, I mean, Bill Johnson and Bethel, where they were seeing them all the time. They were just floating down from the sky. People were saying, it's the air ducts. Someone put feathers in the air ducts. They're trying to do this. They're trying to, you know, create something. No. So I got the feathers, you guys. Got the feathers. How many of you have seen angels? You've seen angels. Wow. You guys can pray for me, too. Haven't seen angels. Not yet. Except for, anyway, I already said that. Number eight, physical senses. Um, Feelings often are a voice of the human body and and God can use both pain and suffering in our lives to actually speak to us. Also, there's a number of people, a growing number of people, who are receiving words of knowledge through bursts of pain in their bodies. A good friend of ours, they used to come to Seahop years ago. He would get words of knowledge. In fact, if you know anything about Randy Clark, Randy would get words of knowledge through pain in his body during worship. I told the Lord, I don't want that. <laughs> I want to enjoy the presence. I don't want to be stabbed during, you know, 
And so he'll come up, he'll have like five or six, seven words. He'll say, yeah, there's a sharp pain in the right, you know, the left, you know, da da da, you know, ligament, whatever, you know. The more specific they are, the better, right? I got that during worship. I'm like, well, I'm just happy with the mental images. I'm happy with the words that float across my brain. I don't want to have, yeah, and there's a sharp, someone here with a sharp pain in their neck right here, because during worship I felt it. It was like a dagger. I'm like, oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm totally open to words of knowledge, but please. (laughs) I've actually had those. I've actually prayed for that, that the Lord would give me words of knowledge through pain. That was not a good prayer. I did. I would be writing it down, you know, and uh, (laughs) the Lord is so gracious because he knows that was a dumb prayer. (laughs) Number nine, coincidence coincidence and circumstances. Now, the proof text there, the, the scripture verses, Judges chapter 6, 36 through 40. We have the Holy Spirit, but remember the story of Gideon. And Gideon's like, okay, if this is really from you, like really, I want that fleece, whatever a fleece is, it's called a piece of cloth. I want that to be, I don't know what order this is, but I want that to be wet. I want the uh, ground to be dry. I mean, the ground to be wet and the fleece to be dry. Can you do that, Lord? Because I really want to hear your voice. And he wakes up, ground is wet, fleece is dry. And he says, Lord, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Because he was going to go up against the Midianites. That was no easy task. Don't get mad at me, but I want now the fleece to be wet. Or did I say that already? Fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry. And so the Lord, he's gracious, right? Wakes up the next day, it happens. So these coincidences, these circumstances that take place, I am always on the hunt. I don't know why, I just kind of lean that way. I mean, I say that was way more than just a coincidence. For instance, when the Lord started giving me 555 and this whole financial thing, breakthrough, and this has been going on for two and a half years, you guys, I'm at a point where it's just ridiculous. Seriously ridiculous. I see 555 in the oddest places. And so I just say, I just say, thank you, Jesus. As soon as I see it, I say, I believe, thank you, Jesus. I believe, thank you, Jesus. Not for me, but for all of y'all. All, y- all y'all? Yeah, straight from Texas. All, all y'all. I mean, I can't even, I can't, I, it, anyway, it's just, it's just too bizarre for me to, how many people see in 555? Just, I get people shoot me texts all the time, like, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. I know five, five, I know five is grace. But I want, and I'm, I'm believing God for grace for financial provision. And I don't think anyone would say no to that. I don't think I've met anybody who said, no, that's enough. Yeah. Given it shall be given. Number, uh, number 10, three more. Number 10, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Every miracle, John 10, 37, 38, um, every miracle, sign and wonder, declares something about God's nature and releases his voice. If you lean in enough, ask the Father to
to release his voice in that miracle? What are you saying to me in that miracle? Now, it might not be a miracle that you've ministered to or been a part of or was actually engaged in. It could be someone's testimony coming from here, like we shared this morning. It was someone's testimony. Ask the Lord to, if there's something there for you from the Lord as a result of that miracle. Every miracle reveals the true nature of the Lord. And if we lean in, we can actually receive or hear the voice of God in the miracle. Oh, come on, you guys. Number 11, intuition, perception, and impressions. That's a long one. Mark chapter 2, verse 8, Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and said to them, why are you being so skeptical? He's talking to, to the teachers of the law. But Jesus perceived their, their thoughts. All these have to do with an internal spirit-led height. I call, it, I call this intuition, perception, is a heightened awareness or a gut feeling that cannot be ignored. Has anyone ever had that? Like you've had this, you ever like the Holy Spirit is hitting you to, let's just say, let's just use a kind of a common one, to talk to that person and you don't. Or the Holy Spirit is hitting you in such a way that you cannot escape it. It's like it's, it's coming down from heaven. You don't even know what it is, but you're like, and it doesn't even make sense. Like I'm going to go talk to this person it's, it's this gut feeling, it's this, into, it's this thing that's rising up inside of you, this rising up inside of you that it's the voice of the Lord. Go. I can't tell you how many times in our house, you know, we, we would, like, simple things, like, we would, like we're walking out the door and we, there's, there's a reminder of you need to bring that to, to the office when you go to Convergence. And I ignore it. Get in my car, you know, Get to my office, sit down, something happens, and I needed that very same thing that I thought, you know. It's this, imp- this impression that you get from the Lord. Follow those impressions. Follow them. You don't have to swing and, and or shoot or whatever sports terminology I can think of and go 10 for 10. I mean, if you go 2 for 10, you're doing good. If you go 5 for 10, you're doing even better. It's okay. It's okay to miss it. Sometimes we're just way too hard on ourselves. Live the adventure. Go for it. You know, if you talk to that person and you say, I don't know, you feel like the Lord, you know, I mean, don't say to him, hey, give me a hundred bucks. I feel like the Lord's telling me that you just need to give me... No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about you're doing some ministry or something happens and you feel, and it's like it, it didn't resonate with that person. That's okay. Maybe they didn't tell you the truth. Maybe it did. Oh, you guys are all right. Number 12. The prophetic. 1 Corinthians 14, 3 and 4. But when someone prophesies... He speaks encouragement, he builds them up, and he brings them comfort. I wish, I think all of us are prophetic. 
Everyone in the room should have said amen right there. Every one of you are prophetic. Can you encourage somebody? Can you comfort somebody? Can you build them up? Yeah, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, release it. Don't be afraid of the prophetic. But those who prophesy, don't say to somebody, thus says the Lord. Because you just put them in a room that they can't get out of. It's better to say, I feel like the Lord is saying. Or you can just say, hey, ask them a question. And you just release the word. If it's the word from the Lord, it's going to resonate in the person who's receiving it. Come on, say amen. You could be prophetic at work. You could be prophetic in the marketplace. You could be prophetic. You don't have to say, the Lord said, and they'll start talking King James. You could just start, you could just, you could just walk up to them very casually and just say something that you feel like the Lord has given you an impression on, and you're releasing it to your coworker, and they don't even know it's prophetic or from heaven to earth, but they receive it in their spirit. Something happens. It's powerful. The gift of prophecy, the office of the prophet, whatever it is, you, we, have the, we have the delight and the joy to release heaven all around us. Just be a person who blesses people. Just be a person, listen, if you can just be a person who encourages people, you will be popular. Not that that's the goal. But our culture is looking for hope. Our culture is looking for life. Our culture is looking for somebody who believes in them. Our culture is desperately waiting to hear the voice of God. So be the voice. Be the voice. Receive it and be it. Think about where you work. Think about where God places you. Can you be the voice of the Lord there? If our work is worship unto God, then he has basically set the table up for people to encounter God through you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Well, I'm not. Yes, you. Well, you'll learn. Yes, you. But yes, you. Some of you actually go to rest. You know, you go to restaurants after church. Not actually. Not you guys eat. We all do. We all do. Bring life. Bring heaven. You know what? You're bringing heaven whether you know it or not. Because you're the light of the world. So let's be people who hear the voice and then let's be the voice. Wow. You think the Silicon Valley needs that? I think so. I need it.
encourage people around you. Be the voice. All right, let's stand. Thanks for your patience. I want to pray for... um, If you could just take a moment, just just, um, bow your head and maybe close your eyes. I want to make this private. One One preacher said, close your head and bow your eyes. I don't want you to close your head. <laughs> or maybe just I want, you to, I want to speak to your spirit. Maybe we should. <laughs> Sometimes our minds get in the way. If you're having a hard time hearing the voice of the Lord, I, I do want to pray for you. I, I don't even know how to quantify that. You know, for some, you know, when I'm... Um, when I'm living in rebellion, then it's going to be hard for me to hear the voice of the Lord. But my spirit man longs for it. I'm not saying you're living in rebellion. I just Sometimes there's just seasons where you just need a breakthrough on hearing the voice of God. Sometimes we need a breakthrough. We just need, we just need people to pray for us because when we read the word, it's just not happening for us. It's just, it's hard. Sometimes I just feel like you just got that plow and you're just trying to dig. I want a breakthrough for you today. If that's you, would you just kindly slip your hand up and I want to pray for you. I just want to pray for a breakthrough of the voice of God in your life. You're having a hard time hearing the voice of the Lord. Go ahead, just stick it up really high. I mean, there's a lot of people, but we need, I think there's even more, believe it or not. Thank you for putting your hand up. If you don't mind keeping it up, thank you for being brave. We all hit those seasons. We just all hit those seasons, and that's okay. And we're just going to pray for you. So if you just want to look around, someone's hands up. This is the ecclesia, right? This is us gathering and praying together. This is us touching each other, believing God for each other. Just go ahead and find the person on your left or right, around you, behind you. And just pray. If you don't know what to pray, just just pray for a breakthrough, that there be a breakthrough, that the voice of the Lord would come. There would be clarity. There would be there would be an open heaven. There would be a, the Holy Spirit bearing witness. So, Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters this afternoon. And we're asking you, Lord, for a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough. Lord, I pray that you would take them to a new level in hearing the voice of God. Lord, we just, uh, we come against any barriers in the name of Jesus. I'm thinking about this thing, uh, anxiety and stress. Lord, I pray, I, I just break that off of you if you're carrying that, that stress, that, that anxiety that you might be carrying that could be a, a barrier I pray for a divine rest in God that would take place even now as we're laying hands on you, that there be a breakthrough of rest. It doesn't mean your rest doesn't mean that you're not active. It just means your spirit's at rest in the activity. So, Lord, we just pray for a breakthrough, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that um, that they would not sense frustration. 
I just said, I just pray, Lord, that they would just, even envision as we're praying, that they're, they're stepping into the throne room of God and the Father is smiling and delighting at seeing them. I just want you to take about 30 seconds. I just want you to, for those who are being prayed over, see if the Lord speaks to you. You might see a picture. You might see a phrase. You might have an impression. And then we'll, we'll end the service. And if, for those of you, just keep praying for them. there's anyone in this room that's holding unforgiveness towards somebody we want to just break that in the name of Jesus and just say I release my judgment against and then go ahead fill in that name because unforgiveness is is holding on to a judgment that's not yours So just release them. I've known people where they just release people from their judgment. And all of heaven came in like a flood. So Lord, for the people who have hurt us, who have wounded us, who have betrayed us. Lord, we just release them from our judgment. And we ask now, Lord, that you would flood our hearts with your grace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, why don't you hug that person who you prayed for? Just give them a hug and love on them for a moment. Yeah, that's so good, man. Wow, so good. How many of you got, you got a breakthrough? Just put your hand up. Just get, you got a breakthrough? Yeah, man, that is awesome. Yeah, go ahead. Give the Lord a hand clap. Well, next week I want to talk to you about Joseph. It's going to be December 23rd. It's going to be crazy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.